This is the Brian Suits Show. The case of the chopped up guy. I can't do a Dateline impression. AM 770 KTH, Brian Suits here. Uh, all kinds of hot irons in the fire standing by for more Supreme Court rulings. Just probably not the Dobbs, uh, the Roe v. Wade concerns case. So you can you can continue uh, fluffing your handmade costume probably till tomorrow, uh, but um, uh, maybe I can't do a Dateline impression. But a pair of Canadians with their throats found slit in a Mexican resort can't. <clears throat> we'll get to that. And if it's a slam dunk, why is Patty Murray spending money on commercials? I mean, really? Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Um, no, my voice cracked there. I'm becoming Hello. A, a man. Um, AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. And uh, good morning. It is Friday practice, uh, the 23rd of June, 2022. And about 20 minutes ago, the opinion was released in New York Pistol and Rifle Association versus Bruin, um, striking down the state of New York's requirement that you must show cause why you should leave your house uh, with the means to defend yourself. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas with the majority opinion um, and a a, a very uh, clutch the pearls uh, liberal observer, Mark Joseph Stern in, in uh, D.C. said it's difficult to overstate how devastating Thomas's opinion is for gun control laws. This goes so, so far beyond concealed carry. The Supreme Court has effectively rendered gun restrictions presumptively unconstitutional this is a revolution in second amendment law and uh it's it's effect on us here in the state of washington uh probably no uh because you can't open carry a, a handgun anywhere you want as long as you're not a felon you can legally possess it you didn't steal it from me or you know whatever and uh if you want a concealed uh, carry permit you can go to your county seat or in some cases local police departments and apply there um, because this is a shall issue state. Every county in the state is shall issue, meaning you go there, you say, run my background, give me a concealed carry permit, and they shall do that unless they can't because you're a felon or you're a dirtbag or whatever. Um, so there, there's that. Um, but it's, it's going to be the, uh, the lead story today because guns, bad, bad guns, 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 bad, bad, bad. Um, there's, uh, there's that. So what uh, you have a here? I was asking a friend of mine who's in politics, and he's one of these guys who runs a couple of campaigns, consults a couple of campaigns around the country, doesn't ever set foot in the market. He just takes the money in, and uh, I was asking him, you know, Patty Murray is about to slide her way into her whatever ninetieth term. She's up for re-election. What's going on? Why is she spending money on ads? And she's not even wearing a hard hat. Um, the Republican uh, Smiley, I'd never heard of her. I mean, of course, she'll be on the ballot, you know, the whole thing. Um, but, you know, it, it's this is a blue state because of Kern County and uh, the whole deal. And whoever counts votes in King County now. So, but why is she spending money? Does she have to spend money? And this is a this is from today. What's the CNN thing? This is from this morning on CNN. New polling on voter enthusiasm as we head into the midterm. Enthusiasm. 
could shed some light on what you're talking about. Who is more engaged? You know, this goes back to what we saw in slide number one, which is although turnout may be up from 2018, what is going on, it's Republicans who are in driving this enthusiasm. So look at 2022, extremely enthusiastic to vote in the midterms. Right now, 30 percent of Republicans versus just 20 percent of Democrats. You go back to 2018, right? The numbers were flipped. More Democrats were extremely enthusiastic to vote than Republicans. Now it's more Republicans are extremely enthusiastic to vote than Democrats. That's good news for Republicans because midterms aren't just about preference. They're about the ability to drive turnout as well. Womp, womp. Um, and what that means in, interpretively, um, you'll, you'll notice that in the Seattle uh, market, you're, you're not seeing any ads to send Pramila Jayapal back to c- Congress because she'll be reelected until she doesn't run. I mean, it's a done deal. McDermott literally did nothing. There's no significant legislation with, with his name on it. Um, and, and, and these people, I'm pointing out here, um, they sent him back and back and back and back and back because it made them feel good. Um, Patty Murray, different deal. Uh, she, she gets elected because of King County. We all, we all know that. Um, but King County is not the entire state. Um, and the reason that those ads are running all around the state is because they're afraid. They need, basically, as is explained to me, they need a backstop. They need to remind Democrats that she is on the ballot and that there's a reason to open that envelope and mail it back or go to a ballot place or, you know, whatever. Because enthusiasm amongst Democrats is so low this year. They know they're going to get their A's handed to them in November. They know this. I mean, the Congress people are flat out saying this. It's just a matter at this point of damage control. And so is there a possibility? Well, there's a one in a million possibility that that one more Republican goes to the polls or mails back their their ballot than a democrat does and that you know and so this is basically doubling down on the bet this this is hedging your 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 bets by saying okay well let's spend a little bit of money so they have two ads running there's the i'm patty murray and i'm robotically telling all of you middle class people with hard hats that i want a middle class tax cut even though even though Five percent of the country currently pays about seventy-eight percent of federal taxes, but I'm bad at math. Why do you all have hard hats on and all that? That there's that commercial, and it's just so heartfelt and spontaneous. I'm I'm surprised that the camera caught up to her because she moved so fast and and caught that little uh, talk. The other ad is the attack ad. Uh, the Republican Smiley um, is uh, she's a MAGA senator, and that's like a wooden stake in the heart of a vampire. Uh, for the uh, Democrats, and that would be a nightmare. I mean, it, she is, you know, Washington State has been so solidly uh, blue since she she defeated Slade Gordon or whoever, I think she was, that who she defeated? And anyway, um, so, so there's that, but th- they know that there's parts of this country where, that are purple, that are, that are very, very uh, competitive this year, and uh, overwhelmingly, Republicans are going to go out and vote. And that's that's why they're so desperate. The ship is sinking. If they can get a first draft of Alito's, you know, opinion that Roe v. Wade should be overturned and Dobbs will be upheld and whatever, 
Of course it's leaked because they need donations this year to run those ads. And that's what you're seeing. And so it'll be more of the same as the the, the next um, uh, five months play out. Just a little surprising that she would even feel the need. Uh, so um, there, there's that. We do have audio from the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, who's responding to the Supreme Court striking down a gun control law that required people to show proper cause to get a license. This is horrible. To carry a concealed handgun. Uh, the decision was a six to three vote. Uh, the governor sounds indignant. Shocking. Absolutely Shocking that they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech. Huh? You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Not an actual law. But somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. This is New York. She went on to say that she She will not back down. Well, so she's calling for people to bum rush the Supreme Court. I, was say, I don't know <laughs> what that looks like at this point. You seem to have been handed a pretty uh, explicit decision. Uh, yeah, what do you do? Appeal it? Oh wait, <laughs> don't. Um, uh, you know what? You know what the issue is: the Supreme Court gerrymandering their districts. That's the uh, the issue. Um, you're going to see the loathsome uh, noodle armed uh, David Hogg all over the place today. Oh. I'm looking up. He's got a beard now. Um, a- a- anyway, um, <clears throat> they're, they're going to be citing a bunch of horrific incidents that have nothing to do with a law-abiding citizen being able to openly carry a handgun. Um, turns out everything that guy did in Buffalo was illegal. Um, uh, homicide, illegal. Okay, there, there's that. So uh, anyway... Um, so keep your handmade costume uh, in the dryer. Uh, that that ruling is not going to come out till uh, tomorrow. Um, and get your get your Second Amendment uh, shaped uh, foam foam head out or something. I guess I don't know. But uh, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna bone up here. I'm gonna read Article Three of the Constitution and see that if you disagree with the Supreme Court ruling, where do you appeal? I mean, what's that deal? This is just injustice. No no justice. No right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. Okay, here is your right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. You know, that's what's funny about Article 3. It's a pretty short article. And I am uh, i can't do a PDF, uh, a Control-F on this and look for Hochul. It's H-U-C-H-U-L? Is that what it is? That sounds correct. I'm spelling it right. Well, anyway, uh, she is not going to rest because uh, New York Pistol and Rifle Association uh, versus Bruin uh, it is found for the uh, the uh, the plaintiff, the party, New York Pistol Rifle and Pistol, uh, in a six to three decision, and uh, CNN and MSNBC are going bananas. Article three, section one, duh, 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 duh. quote: "The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one supreme court, and in such inferior courts as the Congress may, from time to time, ordain and establish. The judges, both of the supreme and inferior courts." shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at stated times receive for their services a compensation. They're paid? Get out. Section 2. If Governor Kathy Hochul of New York is really upset, then anything... No, I'm making that up. That wasn't... I closed the quote. So uh, that's going on. And um, people people who are, are bleating and <clears throat> uh, the, the the same network's that are telling you that January 6th is the most hottest iron in the fire because it's unconstitutional and the whole thing 
are are about to go bananas because of Article Three of the Constitution, and that's what happens with math and six to three and the whole thing. Um, well, I'm, man, I got to tell you, I I'm used to be a huge fan of Dateline. I think I've seen them all, and I don't even know—is it still on? I mean, why wouldn't? it? Oh yeah, very successful. Yeah, it's series. like Law and Order. All you got to do is is go to the paper, go to the news, and write a script. Elroy Valentine was an ordinary man who went out one day to catch a bass, but instead he caught a case of murder. It's the mystery of the chopped up guy. The chopped up guy. And that's, of course, the famous, uh, the uh, an impression of um, Bill Hader doing, doing... Uh, Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison. But uh, my favorite guy is Josh Mankiewicz, because he talks... Out of the side of his mouth. Um, here is the CBS News headline. Bodies of slain Canadian couple found in Mexican resort city. The bodies of two Canadians were found in an apartment in the Mexican resort city of Playa del Carmen. Their throats apparently slit. Prosecutors and police announced Monday. A security guard was also injured at the tourist apartment complex, which is located in the center of the city, the state prosecutor said. An open and shut murder, or were they? In the apartment where the bodies were found, investigators also found identification for the male victim with three different names. Authorities added the man was wanted internationally for fraud. Investigators have not yet determined whether the victims were long-term residents or tourists, although it is believed they had been there for several months. So, uh, and anyway, apparently they were international swindlers. Ah. <laughs> the mystery of the chopped up Canadians. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, uh, there, there has been uh, other drug cartel violence there. But this appears to be, according to Mexican authorities, muy personal or very personal. And, and the fact that uh, they're saying that there, there was money in the room. Other stuff, but it wasn't taken. It was left there in the mystery of the chopped up Canadians. So anyway, open and shut. And uh, Interpol and others are confirming that uh, this, this at least the male, was uh, a, a central suspect to many, many international frauds uh, and stuff like that. Um, the, what, what about the math? What about the math of the gas tax and the uh, 18, let's round up, 18 cents for the federal gas tax. And the issue, the issue is at the pump, which are 60% plus, I mean, 60% of retail gas uh, uh, stations, uh, 60 plus percent are owned by private business people, not, not by the oil company. They, that's for you. It's like whatever, like half the McDonald's or more McDonald's are owned by franchisees and are owned corporate. It's really rare these days to find a corporate McDonald's. Um, same deal with gas. And uh, and so, all right, so the federal government stops, stops asking for their VIG, for their 18%. Um, do the gas station owners pass on all 18 cents in savings if this happens? And Congress has to do this, and they're really not in the mood right now. Um, and speaking of uh, Congress, very quietly behind the scenes, they're saying, why would you want to guarantee a gas price hike 90 days from now, right before I'm supposed to get reelected? Dude, that's what Democrats say. 
Um, well, former Obama administration official Steve Ratner, a finance guy, um, is explaining that uh, the, the the assumption, the, the logical assumption is that maybe half of 18 cents, which I've done some math on that. It's almost nine cents that think of the savings. Uh, says, my God. And so how does this pencil out using average American gas usage with the average American family? What if you shoot the moon? And instead of all 18 cents, what if you do 80% of that? What what if you cut just, you know, on the on the average 80%, uh, where will people put all the saved money? Let me show you some numbers and put some flesh on the bones. The average American adult uses 1.8 gallons of gasoline per day. You multiply that by 90 days. This is a three-month program. So that's 162 gallons of gas used by the average American. Mm -hmm. You multiply that by the 18.4 cents of federal gas tax, Mm -hmm. get to $29.80. Brian talked about 40, 50% getting passed through. I'm being more generous based on some other studies. I think 80% gets passed through. Yeah. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line is the average adult American will save $23.85 over a three-month gas holiday. Three months. I mean, that's literally a bone-in ribeye. <laughs> that's, you know, by the, if they implement this thing, uh, you know, I, I paid eighteen ninety nine for a boneless ribeye. But uh, let's say a tomahawk steak, you know, with the huge bone on it. Um, that's a bone-in ribeye tomahawk steak. Or 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 it's uh, four pounds of a lower cut of meat or something like that, and so that's not right. It's funny because it's what's really clear are the people near Biden and Biden himself don't know how any of this works. But here come unleash the whisper. So let's be honest with one another. My message is simple: to the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril. Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. Here's a guy that doesn't understand how diesel trucks uh, work, how how stuff and junk gets to the store in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Even diesel trucks are even used to bring gas to gas stations, and then a new higher price on the invoice is handed to the owner of the gas station, and that's how that works. Meanwhile, you're inside perusing the delicious uh, Twinkies and Gatorade and all that. That's where the money is made. So they're barely making any money on the gas as it is. So how about a diesel holiday? How about that? Do it. Think about it. We'll see. Anyway, uh, back in a second. Let's. Uh, by the way, we're going to check your text. Here in a few minutes, 800-465-8770. We had a good first round, an early first pass this morning. Let's see if the uh, U830ers uh, are up to the 630 bar. Uh, Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Some of the KTT Prime suits uh, here. We'll check your text here in uh, just a second. And uh, there was a, a struggle session yesterday in Olympia. <laughs> um, and uh, by the way, uh, the 6 a.m. hour, we had a great uh, 
uh, check your text uh, segment. Uh, the high cap hour, 6 a.m. is the high capacity hour, 800-465-8770. Here's a little bit of yesterday's raising of the pride flag uh, over the Capitol. Kill Whitey! Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, that's that's not it. That was in summary. Yeah, that was. Um, so the pride flag goes up. And I didn't know that uh, Washington State is so uh, anti-speciesist. But uh... Uh, my name is Anayotipu Vienna. Um, I am Fafafine. I am Samoan. I am also a trans woman. Um, I also don't want to sugarcoat right what's happening across the land, across this country, across the world. Um, where... I don't want to sugarcoat my ability to fast forward. Remember that all of our movements are tied together by one thing, right? Uh, autonomy. Whether it's bodily autonomy, whether it's autonomy for the land, we're all fighting for the same thing. Um, uh, we, a lot of times we get distracted by words such as, um, you know, white supremacy or speciesism, all of the, all forms of supremacy, right? Whoa. It's all out of the need to take autonomy from our communities. Yeah. So, so don't be, don't be speciesist. And then the king of the white men. Uh, push your aside and grab the mic. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Jay Inslee. I'm proud to stand before you as governor of the most just, the most equitable, the most open state in the United States, the state of Washington. He got a big champagne bottle of uh, white supremacy and he sprayed it all over the crowd. <laughs> um, to uphold a gender binary that perpetuates so much violence on women, on gender diverse people, on trans people, on anybody no! that isn't a white, cis, hetero male. Well... That's me told. Kill Whitey! So there you go. I think I earned my paycheck by watching at least 20 minutes of the Pride Flag ceremony. Was it on TVW? I had to go to TVW to find the audio and video. And my gosh, apart from land acknowledgments and... Uh, white supremacy bad and uh, Jay Inslee talking about the arc of the moral universe. I I had earned my dollars per hour producing the Brian Suit show at that point. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And as ironically as as uh, the king of the white man, the governor of the white man uh, addresses everybody on occupied Nisqually land. It's about time where somebody said it. I I enjoyed a half dozen. Unoccupied Nisqually land at the Olympia Oyster House. Um, six, uh, what are they called? Escalantes? Anyway, um, I, 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 uh, I applaud their uh, culinary choices, uh, by the way. And I'm honored to stand before you today to deliver this land acknowledgement. Since time immemorial, these lands that we are standing on today have been the traditional home of the Squaxin Island, Puyallup, and Nisqually tribal people. I... You know, Why don't we start I, each I mean, hour with something I, like I, that? I would say this: every time they do that, it it points to the failure of public education, and that's I'm it. listening. It, you know, like like I say, one thousand years ago, my people came to North America. Okay, it was Newfoundland. Point is, it didn't have a name at the time, not one that we could pronounce in Norwegian. But uh, anyway, furthermore, can we have a little humility when viewing things from a historical perspective? Because the arc of human history 
Is that it's someone else of, owned the land before you yes, showed up and killed them? it's full of bloodshed and yeah. move over, I want this land. No, move over, I want this land. No, move over, I want this land. And that transcended culture, right? It wasn't just Whitey that came in and did that. Cultures have been doing it to each other. Yeah, the Aztecs were so peaceful. Well, the the rose-colored glasses view of certain uh, societies and heritages is just a complete fabrication, a fallacy. Yeah. Well, when Ridiculous. the persons when the persons of smallpox came over here to North America to the persons without smallpox, uh, it was a genocide or some deal. Uh, even though no one understood what smallpox was at the time. Uh, let's check your text. Wait, don't we hit some music? There we go. I, I forget. I always forget. <clears throat> Uh, Dylan from Snohomish says, have you seen that there is a diesel motor oil shortage due to the additives used specifically in diesel motor oil? Only two companies make the additives in the world, and both are out by their estimates. Both are out until, by their estimates, 2023. Everything is done by uh, diesel. Everything we we know, the farmer's equipment to the trucks and uh, trains that deliver the food and coal. To the electricity plants, this could be very bad. I did not know that. Thank you. But I like how you think, Dylan. It's, it is it uh, is for for lack of a nail. That's uh, the, the body. If there's a fifth horseman, it's the diesel motor oil additives. Text from Bo. Brian, do you think we ever get back to actual gold and silver-backed money? Why are we ever considering an unknown in crypto when we could just <laughs> go back to what we know has worked. Uh, and by the way, I know I promoted it for two days. The answer is El Salvador. El Salvador is a country that's pinning their hopes. This time last year, they bought hundreds of millions in Bitcoin because their hip, young millennial president, the new good-looking guy, so of course the media loves the guy, he does this. Uh, a year later, people are saying, wait, what? <laughs> you, you what? Oops. Um, so... Uh, there, there's that from the seven one six area code. Happy practice Friday from Buffalo. In regards to Kaliningrad, Brian, what do you see as the most likely route of escalation for Putin? Are you thinking heavy cyber attacks, a breakout operation to unite Kaliningrad with Russia, or just more violations of airspace? Uh, they don't want. It would be a huge distraction right now. They're stretched thin as it is, and I mean, here's the you know one thing. If you, as I said, if you don't care about the lives of your soldiers, you can make incremental progress like they're doing in Ukraine. British intelligence is coming around more to the Ukrainian estimate that the Russians have lost about forty five thousand men, possibly out of this point, and that they're training the guys they drafted in April when Putin said. Uh, and his minister of defense said, oh, no, they're not going to the war in Ukraine to the special military operation. Um, in some cases, they got seven days training. I mean, that's that's absolutely inconceivable uh, to an American <clears throat> um, or anybody in the NATO. But um, and then they're sent into combat. So it's it's but is it sustainable? Well, not to an American. There would be wholesale mutinies amongst the troops. And even in the Russian army, they mutiny. Um, but to Putin, it's like, well, um, they can quit, can't they? Um, here is a 909er says, isn't Fox allowing you to talk about the January 6th committee meetings? Like, talk about. Oh, we didn't get our talking points this morning. We yeah. Missed the, I, we missed the Fox, email. Talking about? Um, I checked your da, 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 meteorite hitting Seattle area. Anyway, I, I don't know what he means by that. But if if uh, you know what? I talk about what interests me. And I got to say right now, these committee hearings, because I know what they're going to say. Uh, they don't interest me. It is. It's funny that the Republicans now are saying a year later, some Republicans are second guessing boycotting the January 6th panel. 
And I was wrong. I guess, you know, Pelosi put um, Liz Cheney and uh, what's his name? Starts with a Z? Yeah, and what happened was McCarthy offered five Republicans to Pelosi for the committee. She rejected two. So McCarthy pulled all five back. Yeah. And one of them, of course, was Jim Jordan. Right. And uh, and because as you see, there's there's no opposition you know, no, no one is pushing back on any of these people. So it's a kangaroo court. It's a, it's a Soviet style hearing, and I mean, I'm I disagree with that, but I'm I'm fast. We can agree to disagree. Yeah, I'm I'm fast forwarding to, to the end. Okay, do they recommend that Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, uh, investigate Trump for charges? Fine, he can he can do that. Is that is that going to drive Democrat contributions and and donations? Ah, uh, yeah, well. Okay, worst case scenario, you put an ex-president uh, on trial because you want to uh, make him radioactive for 2024. Okay, well, fine, do, do that in 2023. Can you guarantee the jury will be 12-0? and 0? Are, are you serious? I mean, th- go ahead. You know, do this. You know, play play checkers. Um, I'm, I'm going to play chess. I, I just... the. the the reason that this president's attorney general is not going to refer charges is because there's no way he'll find a jury that can be 12 and 0. Nowhere. Not one part of this country. You know, try Wyoming, Liz. <laughs> you know, she by if if it comes to that, by the time it comes to that, she won't be a congressperson anymore anyway. Because noon on January 1st, 2023, she will not be raising her right hand for that district in Wyoming. And she knows that better than anyone else. So this is positioning for her gig at MSNBC this time next year. There. There's me talking about the January 6th committee meetings. Done. Check the box. Um, Kill Whitey. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Well, to send you out on a positive note, let's run down the list of cell phones. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian sits here. Told you about on Tuesday this federal law went into effect uh, that if anywhere in the supply chain from a rare earth mine to the port of Tacoma, if anywhere along the line uh, forced labor or slave labor from China is used in the product, it can't be imported That'll only affect millions of products that uh, the United States relies on that right now uh, are stuck in supply lines, like um, lithium for all the electric vehicles. They want the most fossil fuel hating administration in the history of this country wants us to go buying. Oh, and then the solar panels. Uh, well, the components for solar panels and China is the world's largest manufacturer of those components or the completed panels. Same deal. They, they used forced labor to do that. And uh, so shooting the sustainable energy economy in the foot is, I, I classify that as a cell phone. Um, so thanks to uh, dude uh, for uh, Dylan and uh, Snohomish. If you don't know this, in the United States, uh, everything you eat, wear, whatever, it comes to the store distributed. Um, for, it, it goes on a train powered by diesel, and then it's offloaded in warehouses where it's put on trucks, and then they deliver your your widgets. All diesel in America 
has to use diesel exhaust fluid, DEF, as it's called. Uh, the chief component in DEF, it's, it's shot into the exhaust stream in order to meet current exhaust emissions standards. The main component of DEF is urea. Okay, along with deionized water. All right, not a, not a, not a problem. Well, let's just get more of that urea. Who is the world's largest exporter of urea? And I, I think you know who the answer is. Or I wouldn't be asking kids. Is it Russia? Yeah! Uh, see, told you. Hockey? Do you vote for Russia? <laughs> yes, it is Russia. It is Russia. I hate logistical failure. You know how often, I, like I always say, amateurs talk strategy, strategists talk logistics. And the, the books that have stunned me and moved me so much are, are his, history books are, are ones that look back on conventional history. Like, oh, the German army invaded Russia was the best ever. Well, none of you look at the plan. Uh, logistically, it had zero hope of succeeding. Uh, but they weren't asking the right questions. <clears throat> so sanction Russia all day long. But all you did was in the past, since February 24th, Putin has made $107 billion selling natural gas to the Germans because the Germans are aware that winter's cold and it's also coming. You can't sanction winter. It's, it's going to be here in a few months. Um, and they rely on that natural gas, so they've been, they've been paying him. Did, did, anyone, did anybody think, all right, what are, what's the most crucial thing that comes from Russia? Oh, well, you know, they're the number one uh, exporter of urea. Do we have a backup source? Well, number two is, number two is Ukraine. <laughs> and he's overrunning those factories. Okay, what's number three? Well, uh, it's um, illegal to make in the U.S. and, uh, and all that. So, <clears throat> uh, by the way, did I leave out trains run on diesel? Uh, not on unicorn farts or anything like that? So there's there's that. Maybe Diesel is the fifth horseman of, of the uh, apocalypse. But uh, we're all going to... And this, by the way, this goes for your RV that, that um, you know, your grandparents maybe drove down to Arizona for... Or they're coming back, I guess, for the, for the summer. But they'll drive it back down there in December. No, they won't. It goes for your Dodge Ram 2500 quad cab. Um, so that's, uh, that looming crisis began in, uh, in May. And it's one of those lagging things where there's stuff on the shelves right now. Um, and of course, huge vats of it are delivered to trucking companies. And, and by the way, that, that, uh, last week I read that thing, uh, from an owner of a small trucking company, a guy that owns five trucks. Right. And, and, and he, he, you know, a, co a company like that, he's not raking it in and lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills in spite of what everybody in the Biden administration thinks. He chose to go out on his own and, uh, and start this business and it's barely above water because of the price of diesel and all that. You, you're going to find out trucking companies are going out of business left and right. And so you're going to find out how crucial this stuff is, that it is all interconnected and just simply asking some questions like, Hmm. How is stuff delivered to stores? Well, that'd be diesel trucks, Mr. President. Oh, how? Where do they get it? Well, warehouses. Oh, all right. Well, as long as we don't ban warehouses, no, no, trains deliver it um, from ports. Um, if if a Uyghur didn't touch it, um, then it can be offloaded from China, and then it can be trained to a distribution point, put on trucks, and all that. Pretty simple questions. Pretty fundamental, basic questions.
Brian, one more word on this Supreme Court decision that was along ideological lines today, a vote of six to three on uh, this New York case involving guns and the right to carry. A listener is going to be hearing a lot about it today and in the coming days. In essence, what it boils down to is that now New York cannot force applicants for gun carry permits to, quote, demonstrate a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community. But you're going to hear a lot of outrage and things like this from the uh, governor of New York. And I'm sorry this dark day has come. They were supposed to go back to what was in place since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines intended for battlefields as being covered with it, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree. I'm not sure what that has to do with That's the ruling here. That's a very bad take, and here's a counter-argument to that. When the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States was written, the most capable handheld weapon on the face of the earth was owned by Americans. It was a Kentucky rifle or the Pennsylvania rifle. It wasn't a musket. It was a rifled musket. That was the most capable handheld weapon on the face of the earth. And the authors of the Second Amendment and the, and the Constitution said it's okay for individual citizens to have that because, hey, we've got to have uh, protection against tyranny. Well, they didn't mean machine guns. I know that. That's why we have the National Firearms Act of 1934. And that includes bazookas and cannons and uh, the whole thing. So, uh, but anyway, that that was their intent, not not muskets. Isn't that right? Isn't that a hot Supreme Court take? Thank you, hockey. All right. Uh, well, uh, good practice Friday, everyone. Uh, give yourself a uh, pat on the back and an extra Gatorade. We'll see you back here at six a.m.